0: Welcome back to another episode of Nary P aka Imaginary Pod. My name is Kia. Over there we have Victoria and over there we have Ani. How's everyone feeling today?
1: I'm feeling good, feeling great. I've missed you guys. Happy 4th even though you know things aren't great here. Happy 4th.
0: We don't say happy 4th around here Vicky okay?
1: Okay. Yeah, I feel better about that. I didn't feel right saying it.
2: What's the What's the alternative? Like the best way to get rid of something is to suggest an alternative. So what could be the alternative?
1: I think... Uh, happy fifth? Happy fifth. Happy fifth.
2: So one of the practices I think that I want to like talk about and I've was like this was suggested by a friend of the pod as well and i was talking to her about this sam i was I was like talking to shout out sam. sam and i was talking to her about it and i was like wait a second i want to talk about this on the pod which is the practice of embalming that's just it's fascinating like and the first time i really got to know about it was at a at a like a house party there was a person, I don't know what they called uh, would you call them a mortician or mm-hmm. like embalmer yeah. but like basically they were responsible yeah. for embalming and like they had they had stories and whatever they said was like fascinating to me at least who grew up in a culture where usually there's no embalming, you just cremate and that's about it. Yeah. And so,
1: so it's like spooky to you to like, think like all, all the steps that are taken. I bet it would almost sound like how we perceive like ancient Egyptian. Like first they take out this through their nostrils and blah, 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 blah. Like, honestly, I don't know how the embalming process happens, but I imagine it's kind of like that where like you're taking things out and stuffing things and like putting like makeup on. And yeah, it is weird. So I
2: did a bit of uh digging into it and if you guys are interested I would like to share my (laughs) little findings
1: truly not where I thought this conversation would be today but yeah tell me about embalming Ani tell me how it's done
2: yes and I have uh, I'm very comfortable now positioned myself on the floor and uh, this is what I found so far I, I mean very little digging but it was fascinating to me so when I first Googled on Wikipedia, it's described as, like, the art and science of preserving human remains, which I thought was, like, an interesting way to phrase it. Uh, clearly, uh, some, I mean, you could almost, what, the first thing I imagined was, like, some nerd who's into the art and science of preserving human remains wrote this Wikipedia page uh, because, clearly, they were offended by just calling it science. It's the art and science of preserving human remains for sanitization, presentation, and preservation purposes. So there's, like, multiple reasons why people do it. And um, so, and there's a, I mean, I'll get into, like, the why it's, like, very legit, like, why it was required, almost, to, like, first start doing it. But it is very different from another closely related field which is taxidermy which is to do with animals but that's a little different this is more about preserving the human remains and you could also preserve like animal remains but if not tax taxidermy is different taxidermy is when you taxidermy is like probably a little more gross i believe like
1: it's more i think it's more creative because they can be like in positions yeah, where, you know, yeah, yeah. they're standing yeah and I would like at my funeral uh, around me, if I don't get cremated, to just be taxidermied animals. Just like have a whole wall <laughs> around me of like little squirrels and poses, you know, just... All right, continue, Ani, with science. It
2: goes back... So I, I, I was like, where does it come from? So it, it's a really old practice. Like we always... We've always known about mummification, like in Egypt. That's like the most popular um, sort of practice around this. But it goes back as far as like uh, 5,000, 6,000 BC in like what is now Peru and Chile. So it's like quite an old practice. But it became popular in the 19th century for like various reasons. Like people became fancier. They were like, oh, I don't want to be buried here. I want to be buried in San Juan <laughs> uh, next summer uh, so bury me there when I die and so people became fancy uh, but also in the US it became popular because of the American civil war because people would die somewhere else and they, ha- they wanted to be like their family members wanted them to be brought back so they would be embalmed and then brought back days later for like public viewing, private viewing and then buried like um, so yeah that was that. okay yeah.
1: question um, where does the, like, photography thing come in, like, with embalming? Because have you guys heard about that? Like, you'll look at an old photograph and it's, like, someone in that photograph is dead. But they, like, t- you know, are they embalmed for that? Or is that just, like, they just died, like, to cart them to, you know, Sears for the photo. Like, get them.
2: Yeah. I guess. Is that part of it? No, I, I didn't find anything specific to photography. But I guess, like... People were just photographed after they were embalmed because embalming became like quite a thing in like the 19th century. In the sense that there were attempts when embalming wouldn't work. So when embalming did work, it was considered to be like, oh, what a feat! Like, what have we've achieved something great here right now today? Because sometimes it just didn't work. And can you imagine? Like there were like some botched embalming attempts. Of even like famous people that I came across like one of the popes I think was like uh, like his nose fell off while public viewing was happening like that was that was quite fascinating to read about the embalmer actually took pictures of like the cops uh, in order to like sell it to the Italian tabloids and the Italian tabloids refused to buy it because it was disrespectful. And uh, the doctor, yeah, so the doctor was like, absolute crook. Like he was not a good doctor who did that. So, so embalming has to do with replacing blood with certain other chemicals, so that it it doesn't decompose as quickly so you replace all the so blood vessels basically they run throughout the body and the idea is to like replace the blood with these chemicals and there's like more specific kinds of embalming where you would kind of inject certain chemicals into certain tissues and like more sort of spot embalming as well and um, of course, like, yeah, so the people also, like, em- these embalmers are, like, I think also responsible for, in some cases, doing face reconstruction and, like, all of that stuff that we've read about. And I think, so, embalmers are responsible for, primarily, I think embalming has to do with, like, replacing the blood with chemicals, which I read about. And that has an interesting history as well because earlier on, they used to use arsenic as, like, the main sort of chemical, to like embalm people. And then there were issues with arsenic, of course, because it's dangerous. And it started like seeping into the, uh, like the like the higher sort of water tables. And it was dangerous for the ground. And then also in cases of murder, where ar- during the times when arsenic poisoning was quite popular, they found that people would use embalming as the reason why there was arsenic found in the person's body, rather than them, rather than having to prove that, okay, this was due to arsenic poisoning. So there were lots of issues. So now they use something known as formaldehyde. Like it's a very famous chemical, which kind of helps preserve body. So that specifically is embalming. I have another example of a famous embalming incident. Um, Like just a quick anecdote, which could be uh, very relevant. Because this is around the 4th, July 4th, uh, still. So Abraham Lincoln was embalmed after his assassination, right? Uh, But I think one of his sons, uh, like 30 years later, was like, uh, Abraham Lincoln, like his body should be exhumed and then it should be put in like a concrete vault, uh, like in the burial room of his tube so that the body is not stolen because bodies could get stolen back then so I think this was like around late 1800s uh, early 1900s so they actually exhumed Abraham Lincoln's body and when they opened up 30 years later like his features like his face I think and his his overall features they were still very recognizable wait let me check this was 36 years after his death
1: Oh my god. That's because he
2: was embalmed. So after embalming, body can be preserved in many ways like f- uh, for like multiple
0: years.
1: I love how spooky they were back then. Yeah. They were just like, let me let's go grave digging. Yeah. Let, let let's see what's in there.
0: One time I was uh I was networking. I was networking you guys. I was doing some networking to to build my career i was networking and i i networked with this guy and his he was a very prominent political figure his name was abraham linkedin yeah. four score and 33 loose connections ago
1: yeah they were less afraid of death back then they were just ready to get in the nitty-gritty of it um it's it's so spooky how they were like do you ever hear that um what was her name? I think her name was Mary Shelley, that science fiction writer from, like, back in the olden times. I think it was her. And her lover died. And she, like, just, like, kept his heart in, like, her drawer of her desk because she, like, loved. That's, like, the they were so goth. And, like, they it, it were really about that life, the goth life.
0: Well, there was less distance between life and death back then. Like, we're so separate. I mean, this is full circle of what you were saying earlier, dude, about, like, how separated we've become from that process. Even with our food system, man, it's like, I think it's impossible to eat meat and then try to disconnect from how you're getting that meat. Philosophically, that just does not jive at all.
2: Dude, that, that's a big one. That's a 100% big one. And also... <laughs> The sewage system, like I think this is a Louis C.K. joke, like how you drop a deuce, poop, it gets taken away from you <laughs> in our sophisticated sewage systems. Like, you don't have to worry about it at all.
1: Yeah, so it was uh Percy Shelley's heart. It was his heart she kept. And another thing that reminds me of is like even my grandmother's generation and how they were with like their people they loved. Like they would take clippings of their hair and, like, tie a little ribbon around it and, like, put it in, like, a gold locket and then wear that. Like, that is some heavy shit. Can you imagine asking a girl for a clipping of her hair? Like, that's that's just that's, I don't know, we don't do where where is that these days? Where, where are the gentlemen carrying clippings? Um, I want to give like if I die, you can each have one of my ears, so and you can keep those in your desk drawer, okay? Just one ear, you can left, right, whatever. Will you keep that in like a jar in like your kitchen, <laughs> like a in like a liquid, like a Scooby-Doo liquid sort of thing? It'd be floating.
2: Can I have? Okay. Can I have? Can I have something else? Uh, your is kind of freaky to me.
1: Really, I feel like that was. Pretty, I'm looking around at my body. I don't know <laughs> what else I'm willing to give you.
2: Just give me, just give me your hair you. as a wig.
1: Yeah, so you can wear it. Yeah. Well, actually, I would like that from you. If one of you go, I would like your hair as a wig, so I can finally be in the hair club. Okay, this conversation's too spooky. Yes. Let's hear your questions, Ani.
2: Okay. Hot take number one, because the second one is just too much. Hot take number one. So (laughs) I feel like it's weird that when uh, these bodies are, like, prepared for public or private viewing, they take care of everything. Like, they do the makeup and prepare the bodies in, like, clothing and everything. So I understand that the clothes are their own clothes, right, that the family gets asked for most of the times, I believe. <clears throat> but the makeup and stuff, I I'm like, what if the embalmer or whoever, like the mortician, does the makeup in a way which is not their style? Like the person who died, right? Like all of a sudden now, on their final ever day, when somebody gets to see them, they are presented as this person that they were, they totally were not. Like they were.
1: That happened to my grandma. What they did was they painted her nails and she'd never ever painted her nails. And I was like, "Why does she have pink nail polish on? What the fuck?" Don't gasify my grandma. That
2: would be that would be horrifying for the family. I mean, I would be definitely not happy with that. And don't give me this winged eyeliner.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to grow wings and ascend with the angels and I can't. My soul is stuck here with the wings on my eyebrows.
2: Yeah. And I'm just saying, I'd, same thing with the same thing with the face reconstruction. You just reconstructed the wrong face. <laughs> 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 like, what if the person had a mole somewhere? I mean, of course, you get a picture to like go with it, but I'm just saying it's a it's a slippery slope. Like it's a that's a hard uh, it's a hard profession. You get
1: some girl she. She just ended beauty school like she thought she was going to be doing something more <laughs> with her life. And this is what she's doing. She's like, I want to be creative. I want to express myself.
0: This is an art and a science. And it comes out like with the full like Kim K beat. She got a BBL too. Like they can't even fit the body in the cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. What's the hot take?
2: That's the, like, I, I mean, the hot take is that people should not do <sighs> makeup and... You know all that other stuff because it might be actually be more disturbing than the death to than to see their dead family members in a in a totally different light where they would have with
1: like those eyebrows you know that teenage girls had a few years ago those like really like rectangular eyebrows imagine
2: uh, final thought I think uh, death is a part of life in the sense that it's all one. And we should not be as afraid or try to avoid uh, our emotions around death. But, but yeah, that's, it. that's about it.
0: I agree. As, as Nassim Taleb says, we often say, what was the cause of death? When the real question we should be asking is, what was the cause of life?
1: Live, laugh, love, then you die. <laughs> All right, gang, final thoughts here are none. Brain is empty, but it was lovely chatting with you uh, about these topics. They're very important.
0: Well, I would like to close by saying that uh, death is a part of life and we should work to confront our deaths when possible. It doesn't have to be this gloomy thing. It's part of the experience. It's the exclamation point of this wild ride we're on. If it kept going forever, none of this would mean anything so you know hold your friends close keep keep their hearts in your drawer if you feel that connected and remember that all of this is impermanent and maybe it's not even real maybe it is all imaginary 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 very. dairy Embalming. embalming embalming